previously on My Best Friend's Journal. <gasps> My family's staying at Cameron and Peter's house while they're gone. I'm going to get to enjoy the beautiful gay Christmas uh, decorations that Cam will undoubtedly have put up at that point. The one thing he doesn't want to see is the gay kiss. And that to me just really, it made me see red for a minute. And so we <laughs> like Cam came out. Uh, anger cam did come out. Argentina said, I don't kiss. Well, fuck off. I have never kissed you, but I am certain that you're good at kissing. That bed frame had bed bugs. This was my first, um, butt toy. I don't know how it happened. I think my mom was going to come see my place or whatever. And like I said, she's a snooper. I didn't want anything in there she could find. So I put it in my roommate's room with her permission, moved out. I'm pretty sure she sent me a picture and was like, thank you, forgot something. <laughs> oh so my God. She... <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Couldn't stick to the melody even for one phrase. That was mostly the melody. It was it was um, flourished. Well, I cut in mid-flourish, so that'll be fun to listen back mid -flourish. to. Mid-flourish? Yeah. Hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> welcome to my best friend's journal. You can't I roll your eyes as you say, welcome to my best friend's journal. <laughs> Just because they can't see you doesn't mean I can't. <laughs> I'm Cam, the roller of the eyes. I'm Mike, the subject at which they are rolled. This is my best friend's journal, a podcast about Mike's journal and also him singing a lot. <laughs> this is my ex-best friend's journal. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been incessantly humming and singing Christmas music since you arrived. Uh, just for like the last 20 hours. I just started. I, I just, just started too. Just jumped in. We didn't even plan it, but we put up our trees on the same night. We did. Which was last night. Yeah. So it's full Christmas time. Like I said... I haven't. I don't make any promise that I'm gonna stay in the Christmas Christmas mood all the way till Christmas. Um, you but I, but I'm here now. It's a short Christmas season, so maybe I can handle it. Yeah, I'm a little stressed about the fact that it's a short Christmas season because um, proactive gift buying is not my biggest forte. Um, I gotta I try like harder. There's a lot of other things going on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really lovely to have. Like the weather is turning, so we're having chilly California evenings. Um, everyone. <laughs> And the rest of the country is like under feet of snow. Like um, 68. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a, like 50s in the evening. I can mm -hmm. turn on the fireplace. Uh, and now it's all twinkly with Christmas lights. I'm just, I'm happy as a clam. And we watched Love Actually last night. Oh. Which is a classic Christmas movie since like 2003 when it came out. Uh, but instant I have, classic, really. Instant classic, yeah. I have never really seen it. I've seen it a hundred times, but I've never followed it from uh, top to bottom because it's always been in a like... Christmas party or friends getting together kind of place where everyone's like drinking and kind of talking over the movie. And every time I've tried to watch it, I've mm -hmm. gotten distracted and not seen how it really all comes together. I feel like that's a, um, a common 
misstep among young 20-somethings. There are a lot of young people that, like, have their apartment and they want to entertain. And they're like, let's have a movie night and invite a bunch of people over. And it's not that fun to invite a bunch of people to sit quietly and watch a movie together. Like, if you... I've been in a lot of movie nights where, like, the host gets mad because everyone's talking. I'm like, you invited 20 people over that, like, want to enjoy each other's Yeah, then they're doing it wrong. If I say a movie night, I mean, like... You, me, and one other. Yeah, and like, P- and, and I want to watch this movie. Yes, if it's like a few people that really want to watch the same movie, that's great. But I can't host like a party to watch Titanic because then a bunch of people are going <laughs> to. Nor sit should you, Cam. It's I, so old. I did once. Oh my god. I did once in 2014. It was a hundred year anniversary. Fine. Don't give me a blank stare. <laughs> I also i I decorated the house. I was super poor, but I bought a uh, I bought an orchid at Costco and I named her Orchid DeWitt Bucator. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he's so he's so happy about that. This really tickled me. I've never seen such satis- satisfaction on his face. Neither has Peter, which is a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> um, you don't know the oh. depths of pleasure I can plumb. One, one more time. You don't know the depths of pleasures I can plumb. I'm glad this time it had a lisp on it. <laughs> the depth of pleasure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know the depth of pleasure you can plumb, <laughs> nor have I heard that expression. It's, is it a common expression? Um, plumbing the depths? Sure. Is it? Yeah. Is it specifically Titanic-y? <laughs> no, 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 no. <clears throat> um, I'm pretty sure that like to plumb the depths is like to put a plumb line, like a, a weight on the end of a line uh, down and measure the depth of something, and then it now is like uh, vernacular because... We're back in the same fucking bit of me explaining common English idioms to you. I'm already listening to my theme music underneath it. <laughs> I'm like very happy. I was about to say, I'm glad I got to play that. <laughs> the surprising thing is, is that I often have to explain <laughs> common English words to Careful, you. Careful, it's getting condescending. <laughs> I know. Um, I, is that a common idiom? Um, plum in the depths? I don't think it's plumbing, not plum in. Plum in the depths. Um, you knew what I meant. Oh, I didn't know if you knew actually. Uh, condescending. She's back. Condescending. Been a minute. <laughs> Sorry. So what we what happens? We are uh, we're recording late in the evening. Uh, after late in the evening. Tell them what time it is. <laughs> it's five twenty one, but it's dark outside. <laughs> we almost always record at like eight or ten in the morning, and so I've had all day to fill up on sass. And filled he is. Anyway, where were we talking about so Christmas? You were watching. Love Actually while you... Yes. Did you watch it while you decorated or did you watch it? I watched it while I decorated, but um, I paid enough attention that I actually figured out what happened in the movie. I oh, followed nice. all the characters, all the different plot lines. I asked Peter a lot of questions and uh, it was it was actually very fun. While you guys were watching Love Actually, uh, Mick Kick and I watched White Christmas. Kick and Michaela had never seen it and it's so freaking good. Neither of them had seen Neither. it? Neither. It's amazing. Oh my God. I only kind of saw it... I think I saw it for the first time a few years ago, like really watching. So it's pretty new to me, but it's amazing. I had to watch it every single year. My aunt was like obsessed with it. She would watch it every day between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's, and that's excessive. She's obsessed. And uh, I always helped her put up her tree the day after Thanksgiving. And so um, we watched it every single year without fail. Um, big fan of Irving Berlin. Mike is draped in a blanket like some old babushka. Like I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. <laughs> dripping in shawls. And he keeps There's exactly one shawl on me. I can't say dripping it's in shawls. Huge though. 
<laughs> he keeps just like knocking shit out, <laughs> like knocking his headphones off and unplugging I microphones. Don't think we can blame the blanket. I flounce enough to knock my headphones off every single recording, every single time. Uh. Anyway, now you know the both of our trees are up. The Yuletide is officially gay. That's upon us. Got a feeling we're gonna overuse the Yuletide being gay during this holiday season on here. Once, uh. When I first started out as a graphic designer, uh, one of the first things I designed was Christmas cards for Peter and I that got a lot of attention, and I did these little illustrations of both of us, and I I just put, um, I think I put Don We Now Our Gay Apparel underneath it, and it was like, that was the Christmas card. It was, it was pretty cute. Um, and then uh, the next year, I was thinking we would do Keep the Yuletide Gay, and I thought we would keep that up. Uh, first of all, that's the last Christmas card we ever sent. <laughs> first and last. Second Good of all, intentions. Yeah. Second of all. There's only two, I think, two very gay Christmas lyrics, and you can only use those so many times in a Christmas card. What are the two? Obviously, make the Yuletide gay, which is in my Christmas song. Yeah, and Don We Now are gay apparel. Oh, the two we just mentioned. Great. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) Uh, What about the one about fisting Santa? (laughs) Here comes Santa Claus. (laughs) <laughs> Come inside me. Is that as far as you're going to go? I can't actually forgot the key, so I can't continue. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Well, you have officially decked the halls and. More like dick the halls. <laughs> Toddler. I say, the look, the look you gave me. Which is really rich when I. All the fucking <laughs> shit that comes out of my mouth. Isn't it rich? Isn't it rich? Isn't it queer? The place looks great. My mom is going to be so happy to stay here. She loves big gay Christmas decorations. Oh, good. And you know what? She's going to love the glittery dildos we have hanging from (laughs) every surface. Big gay Christmas decorations. You know what I meant. (laughs) Everything you touch is big and gay. And unlike when your parents came, you're not going to have to hide your... (laughs) Big sparkling dildo decorations and <laughs> gay paraphernalia. My gay paraphernalia. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to de-gayify this house for her. She loves it. But just to be safe, maybe I'll just keep her out of the bedroom. You have mentioned that she is a bona fide snooper. And yeah, maybe just don't let her into our bedroom at all. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to convince Peter to clean out his bedside table. And I don't know what's in there, but it's probably not mom friendly. So I think that, yeah, just like keep her. Keep should we go her check and her. see what's in there? We absolutely should not do that. <laughs> You'd be shoving stuff up your butt before I could say boo. <laughs> can you pick a Christmas short word before I can say on dash or on dance or on prance or on fix it? That's hard to say. So yeah, I can definitely get stuff up my butt before that. <laughs> How would you feel about that if I had stole some of your uh, butt shovable things? Butt shovable. Uh- <laughs> If I things you, that were made for that purpose, yeah. Would you mind if I used your sex toys while you were gone? I feel like that's not acceptable. Um, I mean, it's not acceptable, but I mean, they're made of silicone. And you can probably just throw them in the dishwasher. Not according to Broad City. <laughs> it was a shinjo. <laughs> An episode of Broad City. If you haven't watched it, go watch the whole fucking series. It's the best thing in the world. Anyway, she puts a, a dildo in a dishwasher, and it ruins like a pristine one. A so. very fancy dildo. Yeah. Um, I think that most of them. I mean. I mean, some soap and water. I don't want to know about it if you do. It's probably not something I would encourage us to share. But, I mean, it's not like it's unsanitary because it's a non-porous surface. They're not whittled out of <laughs> wood and unsealed marble. Okay, so I guess I I can use them. I, it's just like a don't ask, don't tell situation with you. I Would you? I mean, I have no need to. Why... What kind of hard times am I on that I've got to borrow your sex toys? <laughs> that is kind of where I'm at with this whole conversation. Um, 
yeah, I, although this is hilariously uh, on point because I have a friend just last week. She's about to leave on a big trip, and um, she told me – she always jokes that we've gotten too close. She's like, I'm texting you from work about dildos right now, so um, this is just you know kind of speaks to our relationship. But she borrowed – two dildos from one of her coworkers and her organic lube so she could uh, see if she wanted to buy either of them before she left the country. <laughs> wow. From her coworker? Yeah. Slash really good girlfriend. They did the handoff at the office. And the next day or a couple days later, she brought her back a bag. She was like, here. And she's like, what's this? She's like, you know, it's your dildo and lube. <laughs> Labeled in the Sharpie. Dildo and lube leaves on our desk. Same friend also uh, just bought one of said sex toys. She found one that she liked and she had it shipped to her office because she wasn't going to be home to sign for it. Wow. So, um, bold. Well, this is interesting. I guess it's sanitary. So it's just more a mental thing. I'm impressed with her. And for that specific reason of like testing one out, I get that. If it's just like, mm, I left mine at home, that seems like maybe you can just wait until you have it with you again. Yeah. Um, uh, let us know if you would ever share a sex toy. Maybe think, we'll put a poll up on yeah, the Instagram. Yeah, I think this is a poll. I want to know. <laughs> is it is it a would you or have you? I think would you. I think you. would you. Yeah. Uh, and if you have, then we need stories. Uh, but, you know, some things are implied here. We're talking about like a, a modern sex toy that can be sanitized, you know. And there's just something kind of, kind of squicky about knowing that this has been up your friend's butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. Well, I mean, gay men share dicks that have been up by their friends butts all the time that is a fair point and a dick is a porous surface that's true it's probably (laughs) more sanitary actually you can you can throw a dildo in a dishwasher i can't throw my dick in a dishwasher (laughs) no you sure can't i can it's gonna be terribly unpleasant (laughs) gay men sharing other dicks oh yeah such a gross way about that it is but like i think gay men have uh there's like a culture of that that is not in the same hetero community. It's kind of like if you're if your bro hooked up with this chick, then she's off limits. If your gay bro hooked up with your other gay bro, then I still might hook up with him. Yeah, most gaggles have a, a spider web of um, past relationships <gasps> and hookups. Do we? I don't think we. You and I? Is there any way to connect? Have we ever hooked up with the same person? I don't think we've hooked up with the same person, but there people... must be a way. Like how, how far back do we have to line? Don't they call that like being Eskimo siblings or something? <laughs> They do. And I first heard that phrase from my roommate in college. The same one who I left my dildo with by accident. <laughs> Great. So much education in that house. I know. She was helpful. <laughs> um, we, uh, I don't think we have hooked up with the same person. We but are I, at least we are probably two degrees of separation away at most because we both worked among a bunch of horny gay men. Hmm. I want to figure this out. All right, um, <laughs> we figured it out. What did you wager? Uh, <laughs> I bet the farm, bitch. Um, we are what I can only describe as Eskimo first cousins. <laughs> Episode title. We don't. We don't share anyone directly, to our knowledge. Although this, these lists could overlap in ways we don't know. Yeah, it, we have some calls to make. I refuse to make those calls. <laughs> so I, the person that I first loved, I've talked about extensively on here. B. Um, I up. fucked him. Just kidding. Oh my <laughs> god! Can you imagine after all this time? Like, by the way, I fucked B. I'd be like, <gasps> no, I can't imagine that. Actually, we'd have like, a lot to talk about. Yeah, that um, would be great. So that guy hooked up with a guy. We'll call him. Well, yeah. And so then, B hooked up with M, and I hooked up with a guy who was once 
mentioned on this podcast you will have to guess it who that is um who One also of the many. <laughs> fuck off who also hooked up with this m fellow so we are one degree of separation hmm. but should we, should we call the middleman and let him know <laughs> know that he is he's bridging our gap if you are gaps <laughs> Well, we know that we're first cousins. That's the closest we could be because no one overlaps directly. But, I mean, that's that's pretty close. Ooh, it's probably a good time to tell you. Peter and I have been fucking for, like, <laughs> her, a year or so. You know I love those jokes. They're my favorite. <laughs> Peter, too. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would be remiss if I did not mention that Mike is sitting across the table from me wearing an MBFJ t-shirt. Sure am. Part of our new merch store. It says, grab a drink or smoke some pot. <laughs> And my mug says the same thing. There's lots of options, and I gravitated toward that. You do have a brand, and it centers around weed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was at my local weed store. got to support local, you know? Um, Shop local. <laughs> local Saturday. So I'm chatting with the guy behind the counter, and he's trying to guide me towards some a new product. And uh, he's asking me about what I do. We just start chatting a little bit and tell him about the podcast. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, let me know what that's called. I wanna, I'll want to, i check it out. I'm just like polite. And I told him the name of it, which is my best friend's journal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clicking on this link. Um, And guy across the store uh, talking to another cashier was like, oh, I listened to that. (gasps) I was like, that's the first time it's happened. Yeah, it was so fun. It was in this rural area, which is probably not where most of our listeners are. I don't know. It was very random. I tried to dig. I was like, oh, my God, that just made my day. And. That was like it. He, he did not want to have any more conversation. I was like, okay, so you obviously hate it, but I don't care. You heard it. Um, I was so excited about it. Like, and? And he was like, mm-hmm. I love that you fangirl the listener. That's <laughs> supposed to be the other way around. It's a very exciting moment for me. Was it your gayest moment? It was not my gayest moment. Do you have one? I do. Gay, 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 gay. A lot of my gayest moments, unfortunately, center around work. I don't, it's kind of like being... I guess I'm just more obviously gay at work because I'm amongst so many straight people. One of the cooks goes, uh, careful with this pan, it's hot as dick, which is not a normal expression. That's not a thing people say. He said, it's hot as dick. Not that I know what, how hot dick is. He was like kind of backing off the pretty homo <laughs> comment he just made. And I said, oh, I know how hot dick is. Let me see. I can tell you. <laughs> okay. This begs the question. I think two episodes ago, you were screaming about meeting Big Dick Nick across the bar. <laughs> And here you're in the kitchen telling people you know exactly how hot dick is. Uh, again, how do you still have this job? I don't know. I just I asked my manager that too because I was telling him that I spend a lot of time on my podcast talking about how inappropriate I am at work. And I asked him why I still have the job and he wasn't sure how to answer that. So it's not a good sign for my future employment. This is the same manager who he's very kind. He's very sweet and he's very cute. And I keep telling him things like, I'd be like, Hey, B, uh, I sent my mom pictures of you and told her we're dating. Hope that's okay. <laughs> and he responds well. Yeah, he's he's, he's very uh, cute about it. That's great. Maybe you'll turn him someday. Um, as soon as he's available, I'll become uninterested. I'm not interested as now. As soon as he becomes available, <laughs> I'll be uninterested. That is the truest thing you've ever said on this podcast. It is, so the comment is true, but I have never had any interest in this man, so I need to clarify that. But that is my general viewpoint. I want to chase you until you're ready to be caught, and then then I'd like to chase someone else. <laughs> Great. All right. You like the chase. Sometimes it's about the chase. I, I hate that I do, but I do. Uh, can you please one-up that? It should be pretty easy to do. That wasn't that gay. Well, What's your gayest moment? My moments haven't been super gay lately, but I had 
a very gay moment of this past week where I was in Griffith Park in the middle of Los Angeles uh, shirtless with a bunch of other gay men uh, for a gay... Yeah, that's, that'll do. That's for pretty gay. A, a gay music video that a friend was shooting and wanted me to be in. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of things all at once. It was kind of a favor for a friend. Huh. He is a uh, he's a comedian, and he does a lot of, like, YouTube stuff, and he was shooting this, like, little music video. It's not out yet. We'll link it when it is, because I think it's going to be really funny. Um, but... Uh, he needed a hand, and so he called in all of his gays. Needed a hand. <laughs> a handy? Yeah. Yeah. He called in all his best gays, and we did a big old old-fashioned circle jerk in the middle of Griffith Park. Uh, before we get off our gay moments, I hope I can inspire some gayness from you. I gave Cam that book we were talking about recently, um, Body Count, to read this week. So that'll be filled with game gay content for you to absorb yeah we've started this little homosexual book club where we hand off our favorite books to each other it's kind of fun i'm reading his david sedaris book and he's reading my sean strub book (laughs) sean strub um (laughs) funny though inside that book (laughs) was a uh a printout from a photo booth where mike is Mm. very clearly inebriated maybe (laughs) high on his birthday apparently he made out with a very good-looking man in a photo booth while you were wearing your I, I Heart Vegan Sausage <laughs> shirt. Uh, yes, this was my birthday. I don't know why this picture made it because I don't I don't know this guy at all. I think it was his birthday, too. We're both wasted. And there was a photo booth. It's a fishbowl in New York City. And we had a great time. And apparently, we continued having a good time in the photo booth. Um, yeah, he was he was cute. You, however, cute. look like you're confused as to why you're in a photo booth. And you're wearing the tiniest birthday hat I've ever seen. I have a birthday hat on? It's so <laughs> tiny. Look closely. Oh my god, it's so small, I didn't even notice. It's like a little gnome hat. <laughs> oh, it looks like it could just be like an error in the photo. That's funny. Yeah, well, I'm um, glad past Mike had some fun on his birthday. He sure and did. I'm glad I kept this picture as evidence. Oh my god. Please use this as your bookmark. I would like for our listeners to help us identify this man. He's very cute. I Let's would be crowdsource your boyfriend. My boyfriend, my photo booth boyfriend. Sounds like a like a Taylor Swift song. He's got a long tongue. And you guys are doing a thing in these photos that uh, drives me nuts w- about actual gay couples. And that is twinning hard. Oh, you yeah. Like we didn't plan this. Exact same beard. You have the same haircut. Um, I just clarified. I didn't plan with the stranger I met 10 minutes before this photo was taken. And you weren't a couple. So that's really okay. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not going to explain to you how that works. It would take way too long. I'm going to take a picture of that and put it on the Instagram this week. Meanwhile, let's read some journal. It's a pretty awkward looking kiss. I don't know that I want to show that. Maybe we bleep that one out. It's not that awkward. Look it's, at me. Look, people are going to be like, oh, I get what Argentina meant. He you can't were kiss. <laughs> drunk as a skunk in this photo. No one that drunk is good at making out in a photo booth. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Okay, Mike, we really should get into the journal. But before we do that, I mentioned merch. And um, in case anyone that's listening missed it, the merch store is now live. Uh, you can access it on our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. Click the shop button. Um, and if you are crazy like Mike and spend over 120 bucks in the U.S., it's free shipping. <laughs> so most people won't do that. But Mike Mike really wanted to get his, his shipping free. Friends and family, guess what your Christmas gifts are. <laughs> the stockings are stuffed. <laughs> I'm touching it. I have the journal back in my hands. Here we go. February 1st, 2014. Got with Aaron, Jake, and Sam. Drove to Virginia. Oh. That's a familiar drive. It um, is. I think, I think we got a hotel, like a really nice hotel, 
And I remember feeling like an adult for the first time because we always crash on friends' couches and stuff, and then you can't sleep until the party's over, and it's disgusting and terrible, and, it, you know, your face is on a beer-smelling carpet. Those early memories were like, that was an adult moment. That was a, I am paying for this hotel room. Yes, I would like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I value sleep. As opposed to crashing on someone's floor. I think there is a moment when you realize that, when you're like, I value sleep and the quality of it, and there's a certain way I can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the value of spending a dollar. Um, I mean, it is, there's a lot of privilege involved in that, but, you know, I'm at my core very cheap i was very poor for a long time so sometimes it's really hard for me i'm like let's let's book that really cheap hotel and i would never think of you as cheap really never i have a really hard time spending money i have a very complicated relationship with money huh you seem um i don't know i feel like you spend your money smartly you know you're happy to do the things you want to do and you plan accordingly i've come to learn after years of literally losing sleep over money on a regular basis that if i give myself very specific budgets and know that I have money set aside for something and then spend that money, I do not have the guilt or the worry about spending it. However, if I have unexpected expenses, it still stresses me out to a degree that I'm like ashamed about. Uh, like I'm ashamed about how much I let it like derail my entire life. <laughs> um, I recently, we had a big plumbing issue. We've had a lot of plumbing issues in this house. It was unexpected and it was a financial strain and that kind of thing makes me so crazy i will think about it for weeks after we have paid paid for it very prescient right now because i'm having the same situation i've got some dental shit i gotta do and it's costing me way more money than i thought it was going to um but the good news is it reminds me that my um dentist who is a young woman was amazing and awesome and she wants to hear the podcast so oh really <laughs> oh that's fun i love that <laughs> although i will say in the office she was like what's the name of your podcast and i like kind of wasn't <laughs> all right <laughs> her <laughs> fingers were in your mouth <laughs> Are they supposed to use their fingers? <laughs> I almost said, what was she using? And I realized how that was going to tee you up. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Trying to make it hard for me. Refuses to hand me a joke. Um, but she, I didn't want to say anything because there was other respectable people in the office. And I wanted, I didn't want her to get to the episode without me saying, or get to the show without me explaining that it's like very vulgar and explicit. Uh-huh. Because I don't know this woman. I had just met her. Sure. So eventually, I, I had no opportunity. So it's just like, I'll write down the name for you. Here you go. I did not warn her. And I'm scared she's going to... You just didn't got, put like NSFW or something? I, I, under the name, I wrote it yes. down and then wrote NSFW. I mean, she'll see the explicit sign on iTunes, but everything has explicit. So I don't think she's ready for fisting. Ooh, well, if she starts at the beginning, she's going to get some. <laughs> I mean, she's not going to get fisted. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're going to open up her world in whole new ways. Mm-hmm. Tell me I don't tee you up for <laughs> low hangers. Oh, my, my, you ever have like your uh, stomach hair get caught in your belt? Yeah, for sure. Happened, it hurt. <laughs> but now you don't have to do, go to all that trouble of waxing. Yeah. That one wiry hair. 8,000 more rips and I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, what were we talking about? Uh, financial strain. Oh, <laughs> Super <shit>. fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is one of the many reasons that I think therapy is a beneficial thing. If yeah, you, you get to spend more money. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. But uh, <laughs> people can help you have a better relationship with money. I was just, I was poor and didn't understand how to uh, really manage money. Uh, when my parents cut me off, they did not teach me how to navigate life financially. And so I had to learn it. And I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Hmm. It's pretty common. A lot of people get to adulthood and they re they realize that they either have been prepared or they have not been you know and and some parents it, it is a 
the more that I watch people with kids, the more I realize the insane amount of responsibility it is to prepare these kids to be functioning adults. And that is a ton of education that you have to specifically impart to your children so they, they know how to deal with money and and save and, and deal with debt. Well, you and don't anymore. They have YouTube. Kind of they can Google any of it. <laughs> well, I think that parents think or just assume that you're going to get that in uh, high school or something. But you and don't. Some, and some you might. We had... Uh, we had family on consumer sciences where we talk about like balancing a checkbook and shit. So sure. we did get literal lessons. Yeah, but, but that's not like, let's look at interest rates and decide if you should actually take out the student loan. Let's look at like cost gonna, benefit like, analysis. It's impossible to be the perfect parent and to teach all the lessons they need to learn. I don't know. I think your best bet is to teach compassion and some some ethical guidelines. Well, when your kid is about to be 18 and leaving My for kids, college. You know something I don't? I think that you have a bit of a responsibility to talk to them about at least basic financial management. Yeah. My parents like meted out money in a way that they were like, if you need it, ask for it, but try not to ask for it very often. That, that was how helpful. I figured out how to deal with money. It was not helpful. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for all of my 20s and early 30s, finances were mm. a constant, constant uh, stress. And so I have... And being married has, has helped not in just the like dual income kind of way, but in the way that Dink. Uh, we deal with how we think about money very differently. And so Peter will help like talk me off of ledges. Hmm. He is a master at talking me off of ledges because I get freaked out about shit pretty quick. I feel like I've riled you up. Yeah, sorry. Finances are a uh, touchy subject for me. The, I remember really quick before we get back into this. I remember the, se- the summer before my freshman year of college um, when I was still living at home, my parents... I feel like they realized all of a sudden I was going to be out of the house and having all my own living expenses to pay for. Just like, you know, they were paying for tuition, room and board for that brief moment in time. Um, But just like food and, you know, like random things. I was going to need books, all that kind of shit. Um, I feel like they realized it and they're like, we really don't want to pay for this. So I worked two jobs that summer and they were very like every day. My dad was like, how much have you saved? How much have you saved? And I like saved everything that I could, you know, uh, to, to, to save up for to, to go to college and pay for my living expenses. And I think I probably saved like six or seven hundred dollars in cash. Like I was working oh. like not very much, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh like that all my tips at the restaurant I was working at were uh were going into this little box. It was an, an old iPod box, I remember that doesn't matter. Uh in my room. And I at the end of the summer I counted it and he was an iPod, you're not you're not setting your standards high. You can't fit that much in there. <laughs> He was so proud of me for saving $600. And Aww. I remember looking back, I'm like, that couldn't have gone very far when I was buying like books and food at college. That's, like, that's sweet, though. That redeems him a little because I was annoyed that he was asking every day how much you saved. But the fact that he was so proud of $600 is pretty sweet. He, he was like, you've done, a, you've done a great job. And I think his deal was like, I'm, I'm going to match that and we're going to see how far that goes. Hopefully it'll last you through the semester. Can't imagine that $1,200 lasted me for food. Uh, and books for an entire semester of college, but maybe it's sweet. Uh, anyway. So back to February 1st, because there's a lot on this entry. So you remembered getting the hotel B dubs with Jake's parents, amazing hotel parentheses. <laughs> we're adults. <laughs> I, can I just say I'm, a, I constantly impress myself and disappoint myself with my memory of these things. <laughs> uh-huh. Like that's so random. You just said those four names that we went to Virginia. Those four names have gone to Virginia many times. Yeah. So the fact that I was like, February this time, I think we got that hotel. I'm yeah. proud of that. <laughs> that really stuck in your mind. Yeah. Um, you went to, or you had a, a surprise party for uh, our friend Smithers. Saw a lot of friends and lots I didn't know. Got very drunk. It says, Jake and company started talking about faith like the bachelor party with a big frowny face. Oh, boy. 
Is this worth putting the journal down? <laughs> yeah. Um, is that the end of the entry? Yep. Talking about faith. Oh, I do remember one thing about that. Um, they're talking about religion and stuff. There was a couple pretty religious people in this group and then, then like gay rights came up and I was the only homo in this room, which is crazy for a group of performers. Strangely, not a ton of homosexuals amongst this group, which it just feels so weird. Anyway, they literally stopped the conversation. They were talking about something. I was not paying attention. I was on the other side and gay something came up and they're like, Mike. And I was like, oh good. Yes. Let me speak for gay people. (laughs) It was just such a like cliche kind of moment Uh uh-huh it's like if you're the only woman in the group and they're like we really want to talk about women's rights could you weigh in on this like Like how we use michaela yeah i mean (laughs) i mean i could (laughs) got a lot of opinions about it yeah so that bachelor party that you referenced there uh we talked about it one time on the podcast and you said that was the only time you ever really saw me mad um and i i just remember it being it was very very fight or flight kind of um i have nowhere to go so i have to i have to stand up for myself situation but we had a, a buddy who was um, he was kind of learning about his own faith. He was kind of like uh, he was developing his his um, faith and religion. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he came from. I think his family had uh, some religion, but he kind of was following his own path and trying to find it for himself. Yeah, and so he was he was talking about it, and it, it's never a good idea at the end of a night after everyone's belligerently drunk to sit around and talk about your newfound faith. Or at a bachelor party. Or at a bachelor party, and with uh, a bunch of gay friends. I'm not entirely sure what he meant because I know for a fact we've talked about it since this is not how he feels. But um, in the moment, he pretty much said like love the sinner hate the sin like i love you despite the fact that you're gay pretty much yeah this was these were all his uh groomsmen and he was saying how excited he was to have us all stand up there with him despite the fact that some of us are homos and i about came out of my skin um and yeah. i i was fully blackout drunk but i remember that moment it was like a surge of adrenaline came through me and i remember i was laying on the floor next to a queen bed in a hotel room and i just like resurrected i was like yeah i've got i remember that i remember you kind of against a radiator holding the empty bottle of jack jameson jameson (laughs) that's not a great memory anyway so uh this was like ptsd for you because it was coming back up it was much less aggressive because i had played it was a big party and i could escape the room the unlike that bachelor party we're talking about (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, faith conversations are can be tough. Yeah, I mean, I consider myself to be like thoroughly non-religious. I am just, I'm not here for organized religion. I'm not going to judge anyone that is, but I have a. We've talked it about it at length. It, it I have a messy past with that, you know. You do, and, and so, you have some good friends who are very religious, so it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but having people talk about um, talk about their faith in a way that would affect how they think about me. Mm-hmm. is a really tough uh, a really tough thing to sit idly by and witness it you know so you either partake in that conversation and let your voice be known or you leave the room like uh sometimes is appropriate to do when people are talking about politics or religion and you know you can't actually make an impact on that situation on february 2nd you had a delicious astro breakfast that is the Astronomical Pancake House in Williamsburg, Virginia, and... The same place where you had a covered arm? No, that was an IHOP. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Much classier. <laughs> same town, though. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you did Super Bowl with Jake's family and Mario Party. Sometimes I'm uncomf with his parents' <laughs> conservative views, though in general they're awesome people. Ooh. That's something I wouldn't write today. What? Uncomf with his parents' conservative well, views? I'd probably still write uncomf, but I... <laughs> 
uh, I, how many people do you know that'd be like, oh, I don't love their conservative views, but they're just great people. Nowadays, if I said I don't love your conservative views, but like I'm unlikely to follow that with your with their great people because now conservative is something a little different than it probably meant in 2014. To you, to me, yeah. Um, why did you put parentheses gay Liberace movie after that? Oh, uh, they do you know the movie uh, behind, behind the, the candelabra, candelabra, yeah, um, which I loved. This mom in question was talking about that movie and she said how she loves Michael Douglas and she loves Matt Damon, but she couldn't uh, finish it because she couldn't stomach, couldn't stomach the uh, gay scenes. She said that around you? Yeah. Oof. She said it was just, basically it was disgusting. That's a tough one. I mean, that they is are a tough one. implying gay sex. Um, couldn't stomach it. I but, guess I like, mean, like I'm not, I don't. Ah, it makes me crazy though. How many straight sex scenes have we had to stomach in every movie that's ever been good? Right, and it's not—they're not gratuitous. They're not that long. It's just saying it's just showing another part of the relationship to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh that. man, I would have a really hard time with that. Yeah, that's what I remember about that. They are very sweet people, but I would find that really hurtful. Also, a lot of uh, calling Obama a fathead. A fathead? Yeah. W- what's a fathead? Uh, just means a stupid person. Oh. Uh, that reminds me of my Trumpy uncle. Um, the last, one. yeah, we do. The last time I saw him uh, was uh, right around the time that my grandfather was really sick and, and about to pass away, and I'd gone home, and we were all just like sitting around the dining room table at his house, um, just like kind of talking and catching up. I hadn't seen him in years, and he out. Uh, oh, we were talking about what you want to be done with your body when you die. Um, do you want me to take yours and bronze it? Yes, it please, room? please bronze me. Dip me in. <laughs> Gross. How <laughs> weird. Bronze. That's awful. Um, oh, that's amazing. Will you bronze me? Absolutely not. Please? No, I will light you on fire and leave you in a field. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that answer way too quickly. You had that planned. Uh, I'm all about cremation. Just like, you know, get it, get her done. Sure. Light um, me on fire and put me in a field feels different than cremation. <laughs> it's fine. Back to the earth. It's a vegan. Um, what? <laughs> I hate you. Tell me about your Trumpy <laughs> uncle. He said he was talking about what he wanted to be done with his body. And he said something along the lines of, I want you to, I want you to cremate me and put me in the nose cap of a nuke. that's going to be dropped on Obama. Hmm. It was Good. like, cool, cool. Really cool. Like I, I just, I, it was one of those where we were talking about like having like a, a moment about my dying grandpa and then him, like he just wants to be part of the nuclear annihilation of a president that he hated because he was black. Like, cool. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Got to leave. Except I just clammed up and didn't say anything because I was at his house with my mom and did not want to have that conversation. So fun. So fun. So fun. It was before I was emboldened to actually speak my mind around people that I disagree with before. I hate that word. You know that before trump's election i have been emboldened i used to be disemboldened (laughs) disemboweled Uh uh-huh um on february 3rd it just says chick-fil-a sandwich you should have known better Um, that's all i wrote no that's the first (laughs) the first line chick-fil-a sandwich i should have known better yes although i'm not rushing out to get chick-fil-a i'm gonna give it some time to make sure they actually live up to their promise but um, I was listening to one of my favorite gay podcasts last week and heard that they have made a um, they have stopped their contributions to the two anti-gay places that they were still um, that they were still contributing to, which were the Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And they've stopped their donations to those two things because 
pretty much they want to expand into places like um like big cities that people will come out in droves and say absolutely not in our town not if you uh, not if you are still anti-gay like the san antonio airport of all places didn't want them there because of their reputation um they've had a really hard time in places like chicago and la building um like getting into communities and did you know also sorry chick-fil-a is the third highest grossing fast food joint in america after mcdonald's and starbucks and they're closed wow. one day a week i believe that people are people freak the fuck out about that chicken yeah it's it's got like a cult following, oh, you know? Oh, it's so good. you know what the secret is? <laughs> There's the answer right there. Cam's drooling. Oh, so good, really. <laughs> it is. I, I have not bought it in a very long time because once I figured out what their politics mm-hmm. were. You step into a lot. They always had it in the break room. Yeah. And if they stop it with their, uh, if they actually stop it with this bullshit and, and stop donating to those last two anti-gay uh, places, then I will happily eat their chicken. It is brined and pickle juice. Hmm. That is how they make it so fucking delicious. Anyway, mouth Bark, is watering. Barking up the wrong tree for I so know. many reasons. Um, but also, I feel like they need to do a little more than just just stop being terrible. I feel like they need to make some large donations to LGBT causes to rectify that. I mean, I, I, I mean, or to help. Sure, but like major retailers all over the place, like have. Uh, we have kept shopping at places like Target. Once they stopped, they used to do like this whole equal parts thing where they would donate to like Republican and Democrat causes and places. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of major retailers do that. But target did like target's done really good with their um, store layouts. They've taken out all gender signs in their stores. There's no, it's not men's sections. I don't know if it's in all stores in the stores I've been in recently. There's no men's or women's. It's just people's section. And Uh that is whether or not they've donated money to good causes. They are actively trying to, change the the culture around their store that's true they are and they're i mean they're about as woke as a big box store can be they're the anti-walmart if you will anyway i'm not saying go eat chick-fil-a i am just saying that their chicken is damn good and that is an irrefutable fact if you eat chicken keep an eye on chick-fil-a because they're getting better yeah keep an eye on them someday i hope to eat them with no guilt they should be a little open to people changing (laughs) fine (laughs) he says begrudgingly um, you took a bus back to Philadelphia. You emailed Allison about a job and prepared. Again? Who's Allison? I emailed her last episode about oh, some did job. You? Yeah. <laughs> uh, was she a cruise really person? Really fucking begging, yeah. Oh, yeah. You super were. Or maybe you were emailing back and forth. Oh, uh, sure. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> you weren't stalking her via hello, email. Hello, hello, hello. Still here. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> um, and then the next day. Okay. I'm not happy about this. You put fantastic final class with Steve, but you spelled fantastic with a K on the end. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic class <laughs> with Steve. Like a stick made of that soda? Yeah. Uh, I love my song. Feeling renewed. Saw Rachel's cabaret after drinks post-class. Brow house after and drank too much. Flirted with Mike. M- <laughs> it's a real name, so let's not... <laughs> Uh, and you didn't pronounce it right anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you just looked so defeated. I looked over, you looked a little dead behind your eyes. Yeah, it's flirty. I ended up watching a lot of Drag Race with him, but that's all that happened. Oh, never touched it? No. Oh, so. I wasn't that into it. I was into it because I was drunk. Okay. Uh, getting drunk a lot in February of 2014. What else are you going to do in the bleak midwinter? Oh. <laughs> I love when he laughs at this and doesn't tell me what's happening. <laughs> Sorry. First two lines of February 5th. Watching Looking, which is a great fucking show on HBO. I'm really sad it ended. Great is an overstatement. It was a show on HBO. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I think I understand why it wasn't so popular. 
Well, yeah, it had it, a, it, was, it was quite niche, but I really was, liked it. I think what they were trying to do was um, they were trying to show like gay normal life. Like they were, it wasn't, it wasn't as exaggerated as people wanted it to be. I wanted more, I wanted it to be gayer. And they were like, these gay people are just normal men. <laughs> I think they were trying to show a normal life. And because of that, it was a little boring. A little boring. Because life, I think that that's good. They were doing a good thing, but it didn't make for great TV. Yeah, that's maybe fair. I really enjoyed it. I thought I found it quite gripping, but it, I enjoyed it. It was probably a lot of the fact that I found most of those guys very attractive mm-hmm. and uh anytime they were getting flirty or like ready to have sex i was like nobody saw you cam in the, <laughs> cam made a jerk off motion um <laughs> about how hot the looking guys were you love russell toby i do he's got big ears he's got big ears he's got a french bulldog the scene when he plows jonathan groff is hot as fuck oh yeah go is. watch just that scene is you can youtube that wait which one on the tree or in bed uh the first time i think they I think like it's on, like in the woods on the right? floor of his office oh yeah there, there was not, unprepared, by the way, was, I will say. Sensationalized gay sex. Yes, unprepared. And there was very little presence of lube in that show. I remember there mm-hmm. was a lot of like spitting in hands. I'm like, that doesn't cut it. Did he even spit in that scene? I feel like he just shoved it in. I don't know how wet is Jonathan Groff's butthole. I hope not that wet. <laughs> Episode title there? How wet is Jonathan Groff's butthole? <laughs> um, okay, so you watch Looking... Had a jealous dream of Hannah. I was a janitor. <laughs> Is that what you laughed at before? <laughs> yeah. It really tickled me. Oh, that's good. That's funny. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been working on my jealousy problems for a long time. I was a janitor. Well, I didn't say what she was doing. Nope, sure didn't. That's funny. Uh, uh, great Jim, after feeling anxious about life, went to Rob McClure's class. God, taking so much class. So awesome. Feeling ready for life. Wow, it's inspirational. He's uh, Mrs. Doubtfire in the new Mrs. Doubtfire musical. They're doing a Mrs. Doubtfire musical? They are. What the fuck? How did I miss this? I don't know. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, I love it. As you know, because we recently watched it together. Mm-hmm. But, it's oh, a great movie. So good. I wonder what the music's going to be. Jukebox or original? I have no idea. Ah! <laughs> Looking it up. <laughs> Sorry. All good. Very excited about that. Yeah. On February 6th, hard time sleeping last night. Probably more janitor dreams. Watched first episode of Breaking Bad. Do you think it was janitor dreams or do you think my bed bug dreams are becoming a reality? I have it hasn't happened in the journal yet. I just recollected it for you. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. It never came up in the journal. I just told <gasps> you it's gonna happen. Oh, you had a hard time sleeping because all of your roommates <laughs> You didn't know it. I'm not happy about that turn of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting little ellipses bites all over your body. <laughs> Don't <laughs> let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Quarantine your room. <laughs> Ty and other Desert cities at Walnut. Other desert cities is a play. Other desert cities. Okay, got it. Ty and other desert cities. Never heard of it. At Walnut with Catherine. Thought it was okay. I could do a monologue from there. Cool. Quick. I once was in one desert and then I went to a different desert city. You might say in other desert city. I let out a single tear. You couldn't see it, but it was very (laughs) impressive. Boo. Cam didn't like my performance. <laughs> it's too bad. I'm charging him anyway. February 7th. God, you saw another show. Saw Jupiter at the Renegade Theater. Then drinks, more drinks, with Irish girl Claire Malone, question mark? Are you just being racist or was that, do you think that was actually her name? Irish girl. Maybe it was Claire Malone. <laughs> Claire McTarty. <laughs> 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 
Um, I don't know who Claire Mode is. Okay, well. Hey, Claire. <laughs> Jesus, you had trouble sleeping tonight, too. Because there's bugs crawling <laughs> all over me. And I'm not writing it down because I'm, it's so taboo. Oh. It's taboo. <laughs> it's so taboo. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? You went to another show on February 8th. This wow. is four days in a row. Wow. No, it's three. The other Philly one was theater looking. scene is thriving. Apparently. So I tell you, I loved Philly. It was a really fun community. Wayside School at the Arden. Secret Garden. You saw another fucking show. Wow. Secret Garden. Two shows. This is four shows in three days. Damn. Drinks and food afterwards. Jesus Christ. All you're doing is theater and boozing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, am I boring you? This is the, the most gigantic yawn in ballet uh, in college. The same one where I split my leg by accident. Um, our teacher would make us do push-ups if we yawned. Oh, really? Yeah. So were you just like clenching your jaw through yawns? Yeah, I, I still yawned. It was just like this. <laughs> that was my vocalization of a yawn since you can't see it. Great. Can I tell you? Okay. Please, Actually, God, get us out of here. <laughs> okay, so there's two things. Uh, this reminded me, we went to a comedy show with one of our buddies on Friday night. Um, and it was at this really cool uh, theater called Dynasty Typewriter in, uh, in in L.A. And so we went and we had a good time. There were a couple excellent stand-ups uh, from the L.A. stand-up scene. One person was like a writer on SNL. Like all this, wow. you know, um, high-quality stuff. Anyway. Um, at one point, they had a woman come up uh, from the audience and help out with uh, an improv scene, and she had to do so many push-ups, uh, which just reminded me of like being, you know, being forced to do push-ups. Uh, they like pulled her out of the audience, and then like she probably had to do fifty push-ups on stage. It was a lot. It was really funny though. Um, but That's terrible. She she volunteered to do that. She volunteered. All right. Uh, she was in part of a scene, and they told her she was going to be a fighter and have to do push-ups. Anyway, the point of the story is the last comic was someone that they had never had as a guest star before. And she came up from Long Beach, and she, um, I, I remember very specific. Her name was Clam Shelley, um, <laughs> because oh, she did this. I love it. She did this whole bit as a mermaid. They pulled her out. She had a mermaid tail on. They pulled her out in a kiddie pool, and she was like, <laughs> she had one of those like gallons uh, of like uh, crystal geyser water, and she was splashing it on her face. Oh my god! And she had on a mermaid tail and like you know clamshell bra. So you saw my act. And <laughs> uh, I know it wasn't you because she talked in this hilarious high voice. She was a mermaid. She was looking for true love's kiss. She made some guy come out of the audience and kiss her. True love's um, kiss. And uh, this guy who he was just a British asshole. He was not good at the AP thing. He like wouldn't go on stage. Everyone was yelling at him. Just like go up there. Like AP who, is audience participation. He, he was being, he was making her job really hard. So he finally went up there, um, and tried to make the show about him and I was just not having it. But she, after he kisses her, she's like, it's working. He gets off stage. She stands up and pulls off her mermaid tail and is wearing nothing underneath it. It turned from like silly comedy to full performance art where this woman was fully nude on stage. And it was us three gay men. I mean, most of the audience was gay men and we were all like, <laughs> do not know what to do. It was really funny, but also like it's one of those things like, is this okay? Like, well, should we have had to sign a waiver before we came in here? Like, I don't know. Like, is it there could be children in the audience? Totally. You know, like it I was, feels like way less offensive with women because if you if you are a pantless woman, um, mostly we're just getting butt. You really can't see vagina. No, just woman. lots of bush, really. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. But we weren't like seeing. But it's not like, like a dick that's like in your fucking face. You no, know, we weren't seeing uh, labia. However, she did ask someone to borrow an iPhone and turned around backwards and took a picture of her vagina on their iPhone 
phone and handed it back to them. <laughs> she sat on a stool, spread her legs, and we could see the screen that we could see the flash go off. Like she took a picture, and, <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so some random person in the audience has a picture of her vagina. Hey everyone, it's Mike. We keep saying vagina. We mean vulva. It's a common misuse of the word. We're working on it. When she finished it. her act, I, I loved it too. It was so funny, but so shocking. When she finished her act, she goes, okay, I'm off to see the world. And she exited <laughs> She exited through the house. She just walked out completely pantsless, took her time, just sauntered out through the back of the house. That is amazing. Good. What's her name? Oh, Clam Shelly. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Um, I have to say the, the troupe that was hosting this comedy night, it was a woman and two men. And one of them was definitely straight. And the other guy, I'm not entirely sure if he was or not, but, um, the, the one guy that was for sure straight, you could just tell he was so, uh, uncomfortable because he didn't know that she was going to get naked on stage and i that's not normally how their comedy shows go i don't think mm-hmm. and so he was just you could see his mind racing like what a, what should i say what can i not say about what just happened you know like how do i like apologize to the audience if they thought they were getting something else but also not disparage someone's art he was just like very like uh well that was fun didn't know that was gonna happen anyway good night like i <laughs> it was so funny i love that i don't know who i heard talking about this but uh, straight men don't often have to feel uncomfortable. Straight white men don't often have to feel uncomfortable. So in any, especially in a situation like that, where it's like a mild discomfort, that's not going to cause you any harm. Yeah. It is excellent for straight men, straight white men to be made to feel uncomfortable at some point. Cause there, it rarely happens. We have one straight listener who's like, you have to be nicer to straight people. I'm like, eh. oh, who said that? Uh, Jordan. <laughs> Tell Jordan to f- right off. <laughs> Well, this performance artist slash comedian did a great job of that because first of all, she made a man kiss her on stage, <laughs> made him kiss her on stage, get out of his seat, come up and kiss her. And then, did he, I mean, he volunteered. Uh, he, he did. Although, I mean, she was like, are you true love? My true love? Like made eye contact with him in the audience. Oh. And then she was like giving him this thing, like come up on stage, like giving him the eye and he did it. It didn't feel assaulty. No. Well, I mean. She definitely made a straight guy uncomfortable. He was very clearly an awkward straight dude, and she made him uncomfortable. She's good at that. She has a gift. <laughs> I have that gift as well. <laughs> making straight men uncomfortable. Just making humans uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, well, you made me think, too, like, if that had been a man and he had taken his pants off, that would have been assault because we would have, like, s- seen dick. Like, that would have been so... Yeah, when one takes her pants off, you have to really, really try to see anything. Yeah. I mean, if I took my pants off, you'd have to really, really try to see anything, too. But that's a different situation, specific. Well, it's just because you have a 10-inch bush. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a picture and put it on the internet. <laughs> oh, someday someone's going to leak your dick pics. Open your Snapchat. <laughs> don't have a Snapchat for that very reason. Because you're afraid I'm going to send you my dick pics? No, I just don't want unsolicited dick pics. Yeah, that's where we differ. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've talked about, I honestly have no idea, a lot of stuff, surely. That's how this usually goes. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. Get Um, to the end of these recordings. We're like, that was a podcast, right? We just feel like it's over. We're usually right. Yeah, so if people want any more of whatever this is, they can find us. What is this? (laughs) They can find us online 
at mybestfriendsjournal.com where they can find links to all of our social media and our merch store. They can go directly to us on social media by searching MBFJ Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can send us an email at mybestfriendsjournal.com. You are so good at that. Thank you for just doing it. Sometimes you ask me to do it and it's so hard. You have it You have it down pat. Yeah, well, um, that's why I didn't even ask this time. <laughs> giving up. You're welcome. But I will do my normal... Go ahead and rate, review, uh, and subscribe on iTunes if you are so inspired. It always helps. And um, I don't I think that's all I have to tell you. Okay, Mike. Until next time, always remember... Cameron is happy to share his sex stories. <laughs> Just ask. That is not what I said. That's what I heard. It's not at all even close to what I said. Yeah, it's in my butt right now. You can keep it. <laughs>